mental illness affects many people in the world. And it is a lot of things. It is a very serious issue. It is a very sensitive issue. And it is one that many people are emotionally affected by. But there is one thing that it is not. Organized stalking. In today's show, we will dissever these two things. Debunking the myth, organized stalking is not mental illness. That is the focus of this edition of Expressions. Welcome to this special edition of Expressions. I'm your host, Sierra Tavares Reyes. In today's topic, debunking the myth, organized stalking is not mental illness. You've seen the online comments. Take your meds. You're paranoid. You're crazy. You need help. Get some therapy. There are places that help people like you. The following comments were comments that were made online. These are actual comments that I've come in contact with from other people on social media. Maybe you targeted individuals have heard them before. In today's show, we're going to talk specifically to targeted individuals. When targeted individuals often complain about their targeting, they are often met with comments such as these. These comments are made by the perpetrators of organized stalking. The reason why they are said is because they want the targeted individual to not be believed and to be overlooked. But did you know that claims of organized stalking are not mental illness? When a person says that they are being gang stalked, they most likely are. Even though it sounds like the person is imagining things, Before you force them into an institution or make them take drugs, do some research. Ask the person questions about the activity. Who do they think it could be? What is the group doing that makes the person believe that they are stalking? Why would these people stalk them? Where did it start and is it ongoing? Most likely, the person won't have many answers. Go to the internet and try to find answers. I am not just talking about typing gang stalking into Google search and accepting the top three hits as research. After reading information from at least 21 different websites, were there any common thoughts as to who, what, why, how, and when? One of the common things sites will mention is that government is the reason for gang stalking. So go to government sites during your research. Think of other ways of saying gang stalking. 
group stalking, community citizens watching, intelligence collectors, crime mapping, geo-mapping, crime prevention, etc. At the government sites, you could find out that the government agencies have created and recreated a program to have ordinary citizens covertly watched and collect evidence on the mafia and gangs. When the number of citizens' disappearances and deaths become unacceptable, the program was stopped. Well, they have reinvented the program and there are thousands of citizens collecting information. Remember when the government decided that it was vital to the nation's security to monitor phone and internet activity? That is part of what the gang stalkers do. Since the people in these groups don't want to disappear or die, they aren't watching, monitoring gangs, mafia, drug dealers, terrorists, etc. Some of these reasons that they will choose a person are Has the person been in a mental institution? Does the person have PTSD? Has the person had concussions? Does the person have an ongoing nonviolent criminal record? Does the person do research at government websites? Does the person know anyone with a criminal record or any gang members? Is the person related to anyone with a criminal record or any gang members? Has or does the person used use mind-altering medication for depression, anxiety, bipolar, etc.? At government sites, you will find out that the Federal Science Department started doing experiments in the 1980s using U.S. citizens as test subjects. The gang stalking groups have different scenarios. The data gathered shows scientists and agencies how people in unfriendly countries would react to different types of torture dispersed by U.S. soldiers or citizens volunteers abroad. Some other ways they experiment for the sake of national security are sound torture, directed microwaves, mind-directed pain, general mind control, hypnosis, subliminal voices, viruses, infestations, nanochip technology, and chemtrails. The gang-stalking activities fall under many ever-changing names. Some of the names or reasons used to legitimize the data collection by community citizen volunteers. Crime prediction, crime prevention, crime mapping, healthy communities, all-inclusive communities, neighborhoods, safer communities, the new neighborhood watch, citizens on patrol, geo-mapping, citizen emergency response teams, intelligence collection, intel in many forms. We'll be right back after this.
the protocols, guidelines for the federal government created for data collection are lax and can be changed to fit local communities' needs. The whatever it takes rule is used by many cities. The volunteers do not have to follow the law. If they happen to get a charge or ticket, all they have to do is show their special card in court and everything is dropped. Did you know that city leaders have the volunteers learn hacking? They are hacking competitions. Volunteers are encouraged to hack anyone's devices for practice and rewards. The main requirement to join is no criminal record. As far as I'm concerned, anyone who believes that a person's character can be determined by a criminal record deserves the problems created by that trust. Everyone has broken the laws. Driving criminal. Only some have been charged. Have you ever heard of a corrupt justice system or crooked cops? Many judges and prosecutors believe that every charge needs punishment to protect their reputations and careers. Guilt or innocent doesn't matter. Forced plea deals are extremely common. If you take this to court, I will create 50 felony cases against you. What happens when some people are promoted to a management position at work? It goes to their heads and they become a major problem for the company. Here is an example. Go to the nearest mall. Take the first 50 people with no criminal record to a room one at a time. In that room, there is an empty table, a chair, all of the money you will earn for the rest of your life stacked in the corner. For this example, I will say $100,000. There are no hidden cameras. Each person will be alone in that room for 30 minutes. What they wore and any bags they brought to the mall, stay with them. All they are told is, don't touch anything and I will be back in around 30 minutes. At the end of the day, how much money will you have left? Remember, the people didn't have a criminal record. Most of you would say, I am not trusting 50 people with my future money. I don't care if they don't have a criminal record. I won't trust them with my money. What if you didn't have the choice? Now, before each person is placed in the room, they are told that because they had no criminal record and because they were chosen, that they were going to be in a room with a large amount of money and that they would be in charge of that money. As an added bonus, no rules or laws apply to them. They are also told that since the exact amount is unknown, they may count it if they like. They are also informed that they may leave at any time, that there are no audio or visual cameras, listening or recording devices, and that they will have a five minute notice by buzzer before anyone comes in. So now you have a person with no criminal record, freedom from the law, with the buzzer sounding before anyone enters and the option to leave at any time. You may have removed the law and given that person permission to take as much money as they want. The only person that will suffer is you. 
unless your family and friends have the future earnings added because they know you. The people in charge of the program and the 50 people will not be affected. In the interest of national security, the volunteers have no laws to follow, are told to do whatever it takes, are rewarded for contact with the targets and for finding new targets, are taught hacking and coding to record all new internet or phone activity. Activity is considered gaming. The reality of the volunteers' activity for local and national safety and security have no laws to follow, are told to do whatever it takes, are rewarded for contact with the targets and for finding new targets, are taught hacking and coding to record all new internet and phone activity. Activity is considered gaming, have adopted mafia tactics as acceptable, consider a target suicide a successful mission. No. Gang stalking is not a delusion or mental illness of the person or target. We'll be right back after this. It is a serious problem that has been brought before the House and Senate by secretaries of government departments and heads of government agencies. Some of the phrases in their testimonies and speeches when referring to activities of program members are that they are undermining the backbone of America, that the law is the law and no one is above it that many members have become homegrown violent extremists. For proof that this is actually occurring, go to the Department of Homeland Security and research some of the community volunteer activities that I mentioned. After you see everything at DHS, go to the FBI, CIA, DOD, DOJ, NSA, National Science Foundation, Library of Congress, and the rest of the main agency sites working with DHS and all of the sub-agency sites, you will be able to make an educated statement. There cannot be a more corrupt government than one that pits citizen against citizen, neighbor against neighbor, stripping away civil rights and liberties dividing and destroying a great nation while endangering the lives of all. Gang stalking is a real crime, not a manifestation of mental illness. It is an incredibly sophisticated crime because it leaves behind very little evidence, yet it utterly destroys the lives of those who are victim to it. Targeted individuals are often not believed. 
So here are a few things that we can do so we can be believed. There are a couple of items that TIs might want to get. One, a home security system. Two, video and sound recording for auto. Three, an audio recording device for home. Four, video and audio pen recorder, writing pen type, or portable cam camera. Five, notebook and pen to keep a journal. And most importantly, a cell phone. Targeted individuals, we must document everything in order to be believed. Keep a daily journal of what is going on. This will help with keeping ourselves together. Two, record any unusual sound they produce in your home, work, auto, etc. Three, put video cameras in your auto. This will help you document when you're traveling. They cost about $40. Four, drive different routes each time when going places. If you see the same license plates, write them down and keep a list, but only if you see the plates multiple times and multiple days. Five, carry a camera or pen camera to document perps. They do not like their pictures taken. Six, gaslighting, moving things around, breaking in your home. Install security cameras, $130. Do it yourself. Plus $56 for a one terabyte hard drive. Take pictures before you leave and after when you get home. Leave more than one sound recorder going when gone. Seven, if you have the money, have a private investigator come and check for signals, cameras, listening devices, etc. Research who you hire. Research shows some private investigators are involved in this crime. Eight, do not just be a victim. Get out and live your life. Nine, be proactive and bring awareness to the public about this crime. Pass out flyers, talk to people, listen, point people to websites, send emails, etc. Know the facts. This helps and people tend to not look at you like you're crazy. We'll be right back after this. Claims of gang stalking are not a form of mental illness. Gang stalking is very real and it is not a delusion or psychosis. 
Victims of gang stalking are forced to believe that it is not possible and the only answer is psychosis, a mental disorder, or a false belief. Circular reasoning, bullshit, is what this is. We are the victims of the FBI COINTELPRO stalking operations through exposed or after committing illegal crimes against civilians for decades, the FBI never ceased their illegal activities. The modern program is combined with unethical human experimentation. This program also has been constantly exposed as the institutions, corporations, universities have carried these inhumane experiments out on innocent civilians in the U.S. for over a century. As in the exposed illegal COINTELPRO operations, local, state, and federal agencies take part. Police, FBI, criminal informants working for them. The uncountable reports of stalking, assaults, torture, psychological warfare, break-ins, druggings, poisonings, murders cannot be denied or associated with mental illness as your question implies for this program is a duplicate of the exposed program, methods used, crimes committed, etc. Individuals taking part in these crimes are not only criminals, their mental stability must be questioned as well. To work in operations where you stalk, harass, commit endless crimes against innocent civilians is narcissistic behavior. Rarely have we seen such large-scale operations carried out against innocent civilians, activists, whistleblowers, and modern times. These actions could be compared to the East German Stasi program or the Nazi treatment of the Jews in World War II. Now some people might ask the question, Who's behind this? What makes you so special? Gang stalking or organized stalking may be perpetrated by anyone. A disgruntled former lover? A former employee? A police officer? People you work with? People you live with? Public officials? Angry neighbors? Family and people you called friends? Conditions can vary. Your situation may be all of the above. The common factor is always the same. You're being stalked and harassed by more than one person in a coordinated way. Speculate as you may, contemplating the why me or the when does it stop or trying to understand why anyone would do this to someone, but you have little control of what other people do. Whether unintentionally or by design, the target of organized stalking almost always becomes isolated and sometimes hypervigilant. Only those that do not understand this program still question a civilian who is a victim of assaults in this program. Once individuals have learned of the exposed FBI COINTELPRO operations and the unethical human experimentation that has been carried out consistently over the past century, it is hard to deny these assaults on innocent civilians. 
the crimes being committed duplicate the crimes that occurred in the exposed FBI stalking, torture, assassination program. Same methods, same tactics, once again being carried out in secrecy for decades before the public began realizing what was happening. The truth of the matter is, no one will ever understand organized stalking until you become a victim of it. I'm Sierra Tavares-Reyes. Have a great night. The Expressions Podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. I want to thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard? Then please make a small donation to sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash Sierra Tavares Reyes. Thank you.